is Jenny Fielding, and you're listening to Techstars IoT. Today, we're speaking with Kate McAndrew, who's the founder of Women in Hardware. All right, this morning, we are really lucky to have Kate McAndrew from Bolt here, and I'm going to let Kate introduce herself. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm Kate McAndrew. I'm an investor at Bolt, and um, we invest in really amazing companies kind of at this intersection of, of hardware and software. So, you know, for us, that means things like IoT. Obviously, you know, Johnny's here with Techstars IoT. Uh, so IoT, autonomous robotics, you know, consumer products, digital health, like basically anything that has a, a physical entity involved, we were interested in. And we invest super early, so I have the pleasure of, of working with lots of very early stage entrepreneurs as they kind of launch on this journey of building great companies. So how did you get into hardware? And I want to talk about women in hardware, and I have a lot of things to talk about to you. So how did you get into the hardware space to start with? So I was program manager for an accelerator, not dissimilar from the, from the Techstars kind of model. It was like, you know, a three-month accelerator program that I started with a managing director and we were focused on digital health investing and one of the companies that we invested in was a hardware company called 3scan and I um, became just deeply close with the team and started meeting their investors and and they do digital pathology so the hardware is this really amazing microscope that has a diamond knife that mm. takes high you know high throughput tissue samples and then they um, they do it as a service, and so they're selling kind of the images at, that pathologists can then use to look at kind of tissue skill diseases. And so I got really excited by sort of what hardware breakthroughs and what hardware entities could do for the world, and in this sort of service, you know, kind of software delivery model. Interesting is every time I interview a hardware person, they have a specific moment or a specific story, very different than software and other other verticals. So it's it's interesting to hear that you had this kind of seminal moment. I totally just like jived with these people and then started meeting their other investors and getting more and more interested in this space. And I think part of it too, like I think there's something really special about hardware people. And like, I just found a lot of love in that community. And I've also always been obsessed with product design. I grew up not far from Art Center College of Design. And so I, would, I was always taking, you know, graphic design and product design, environmental design, 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 design. And I think one of the things that I really love about hardware is like, I love this idea of getting to be a part of creating things that we live with, like in this really real physical way. Like there's something about that that feels really authentic to me and ancient. We've been selling goods for money or exchanging goods for money for a long, long time. We've been selling or consuming software for money for a very, very short time. And there's something about that like sort of ancient ritual and, and objects that like just really deeply resonates with me. So back to the basics. Totally, <laughs> totally. I'm, I am a back to basics kind of lady. So <laughs> Awesome. So yeah. after the accelerator, you fell in love with hardware and then what? So interestingly, one of my colleagues and dear friends, Chris Quintero, who works at Bolt and has been there since, been with us since day one, had mutual friends with this company that I invested in. And when Bolt was just getting started, I was also just starting my accelerator at the time. And so we were kind of just knowledge sharing like, hey, how are you handling this? How are you handling that? And I just kind of kept in touch with them. And it's totally a story of serendipity. I was pulling our U-Haul into San Francisco and I got an email from Chris just asking me what I was up to. 
And I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm really thinking about doubling down on this investing thing and really thinking about hardware. And he was like, we should talk more. And it was just a beautiful unraveling story. And I've been with Bolt for two years now, and it's been a dream. Uh, to work with these people and work with these companies and these products. It's been awesome. It's awesome to hear that story because so many people ask me, how do you get into venture capital? And I think there was kind of an old way of getting into venture, which was you got an NBA and, and you know, you came from finance. And then there's, you know, the Silicon Valley way, which is you build a company. It's very successful and you wind up as an LP in your own fund. And I don't actually think that that's how most people get into venture capital, either one of those. I hear more stories like your story more and more. So it's, you know, it's great to hear that there are these other avenues. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, my number one goal is is to work with amazing people that are trying to build something interesting. And when you find amazing people building something interesting, you go for it, you know, and that's definitely what I saw with Bolt. And like, I feel so encouraged and I was welcomed by them. And I think when I think about the people that I admire in venture, they all took circuitous paths too. Um, but yeah, if you reversed like 10 years back to, you know, I'm in college, I would have bet all the money in my bank account, which was not a lot of money, that I would not end up in venture. You know, it's, it was definitely like a, a falling backwards into a, a beautiful, beautiful place, but not at all intentionally struck. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about women in hardware. I kind of came across the group. I had known you, but, you know, kind of heard about the events and attended a bunch of events in San Francisco. I'd love to hear a little bit more about why you started it and what that passion is all about. Totally. So for me, it's like really deeply rooted in my history. I went to an all-girls school from grade four to grade 12. And it just like was really surrounded by amazing, powerful women, both peers and teachers. And um, so just from a young age, having a, a kind of community of women around me was really important. And if I think about the trajectory of my career, it's really phenomenal women that have like unlocked opportunities for me and kind of given me the space to grow. And I've taken that space, you know, but I definitely feel communities of women have built the person that I am. And so, you know, working in technology, in San Francisco, in hardware, it's a lot of dudes, you know, (laughs) like it's a lot of dudes. And I love, I love the men that I work with. I'm surrounded by wonderful people of, you know, all genders, but I was really missing that community of women. And let's talk about something. So when we thinking about doing the Women in Hardware event in New York, we were thinking, who are the female hardware investors in New York? And we couldn't actually come up with any. You know, people that have dabbled here and there, but that don't consider themselves hardware investors, except for myself. So that's an interesting fact. <laughs> totally. And, and I think that what I noticed, so one of the great gifts of being in venture is like, I get to meet people as a profession, you know? And, and so I was really going out of my way when I started at Bolt to just meet as many talented, smart people who knew things about hardware so that I could learn from them. And in that journey, I met a lot of amazing women. And I I noticed that the women would take maybe a little bit more time to make a couple introductions on my behalf. You know, they started checking in on me. I was really honored by that. And part of it that was really fascinating, though, is I would meet these like phenomenal women in and around the hardware world and they didn't know each other. Mm. And it was just like, what? You know, like, how is this possible? So I threw a happy hour just to kind of connect the awesome women that I had had the, the opportunity to meet. And it was supposed to end at like nine o'clock. And I think the last person left around midnight and everyone was just like, oh my God, I didn't know there were so many women doing this. Mm. And so for me, it was about creating a space where the women who are in this space, who are doing this work, who are total badasses, 
can like come together and know one another. Because I think that networks are powerful, powerful things. Um, and I think networks of women have the opportunity to lift one another up and really to shape the future of technology. So I deeply believe that. And so for me, it was just about creating a space for all of these people who are already doing amazing work to come together, know one another, help one another, and help one another be successful. So that said, there's still you know very few women in venture, but I'd love to talk about women who are building hardware companies. So, you know, I run our IoT program and we spend a lot of time actually going out and, you know, meeting women who are running companies. Like we are actually looking for them, you know, where yeah. people say it's hard to find VCs. Like we want, you know, we definitely want female founders. And so even with that, and even with, you know, all that I do to try to make sure that we cultivate these relationships, that these people apply, that they get through our funnel, we still end up with, you know, very few in our classes, very few female founders. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear your perspective on, you know, even when there's people like you and me advocating, seeking them out, cultivating them, why we still can't get, you know, a critical mass. Oh, that's such a big question. I'm going to skirt it a little bit, and I'm going to say that I think there are a million reasons. And I think they're big, and they're institutional, and they are about (laughs) big things like patriarchy. You know, like, I think there are really big, big answers to that question. And one of the things that I try and do in my life is to be where I am and participate in the change. And rather than focusing on sort of all of the problems, which I think one of the wonderful things that we're seeing happen right now is we're seeing a lot of data come out about the power of having women on founding teams, about their outsized financial returns that they deliver to VCs and thus to LPs, you know, versus all male teams. Like there's a lot of powerful numbers coming out around diversity. And I think we need those numbers, even if they're depressing, you know, 6% of partners at VC firms are women. That's lower than the ratio of women in the secret service, for example. Like there are some tough numbers out there. And so I think it's important to think big about the problem in my daily life, I try to actively be part of the solution. And that sometimes is speaking up for people who don't or can't speak for themselves. And that's sort of participating, 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 participating in the solution. And so, you know, one of the things that's been really amazing about women in hardware is, you know, we've now invested in three women that I met through that network. That's phenomenal. Um, and so I think that so much about investing is about network, right? It's about who you know, and it's about, you know, building those long-term relationships and that trust. And like, if people are interested in investing in a more diverse population, which I think is a great idea, both from a social perspective and a dollar's perspective, then cultivate and spend time in those communities and good things will happen. And so that's kind of the approach that I've taken. Awesome. So turning now to some of the areas that you're interested in and how your thinking of investing has potentially evolved. You know, I've now started looking more at B2B. It's an area that interests me. What are some of the areas that you maybe were looking at a year ago and now, you know, you're looking at something else and how has that thinking evolved? Prior to coming to Bolt, I was focused on digital health. And so I've been really interested in what I would call connected care or kind of consumer health products. And I've spent a lot of time over the last year, like looking at that space, thinking about that space, investing in that space. I think I'm still excited about that, but I kind of refined my sort of position a little bit. I'm really interested in, in companies that have the ability to both find out new information, empower the consumer with that information, and give them the possibility to change something. So I'm really interested in consumer health that has an intervention at the end, 
whether that intervention is a medication or that intervention is a vitamin or, you know, whatever. But so I'm interested in digital health. I'm super interested in construction. That's something that we've been thinking a lot about. We have some companies in our portfolio that are kind of in the construction space. And I think as we think about B2B spaces and, you know, places where we haven't had data, where we can now have data that gives people powerful information that has like real ROI for their businesses, construction is a space I'm super interested in. I think that like connected home, you mentioned earlier this morning, like connected home is something that I was never really excited about. I think that what's going on with voice, with echo is interesting. I don't quite know, like I can't quite get my arms around voice yet, but I think that there's, you know, potentially something to be unlocked there. Yeah, those are a couple of spaces. I think wearables generally are not interesting to me as a category. I think when wearables are unlocking some other interesting experience, maybe, but I think like the real estate on people's wrists is, is pretty precious. And, you know, a year ago was not, was not super excited about wearables. I continue to not be excited about that. I think food is a place I'm really interested in. And kind of on this, you know, we're, we're talking about sort of like women and diversity. Like, I think that there's something that's happened, you know, in the last couple of decades where we no longer have you know, a dedicated person at home whose job it is to like menu plan and shop and like produce food for the family. And uh, we also now know that like industrial food is killing our country and killing our children. And I think that there's so many interesting businesses to be built that deliver fresh, healthy food to people where they are. Um, and that there's a lot of interesting ways that hardware can play in that. So food is something I've been thinking more about now than let's say a year ago. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking a lot about food. Well, very exciting areas, as you know, because you're now a Techstars mentor. Yeah. You got a sneak peek of some of the companies coming into our program. And, you know, we have food space, we have construction. So I'm glad that we're in line with, with your thesis. That's really great. Tell us a little bit, you live in San Francisco. Our program's based in New York. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there. It seemed like all the, the hardware, the excitement was happening in San Francisco for a while. Uh, it seems maybe it's dispersed or maybe you have a different view of that. I'd love to just get your, you know, your geographic ideas. Sure. I mean, we actually just ran a data analysis on sort of how we define hardware companies, which is, you know, sort of more connected devices space, sort of on number of deals and size of deals, like investment kind of going into into this space. And I think Boston and New York combined make up about half of San Francisco. We also have not seen a slowdown. I think we're seeing things mature a little bit. I think that there was like a lot of hot hyper growth. And I think we're seeing you know, we're seeing some of the crash and burns out of that. Scully, to, you know, is one. But I think that we're, we're seeing a maturing and we're seeing a growth in new funds just around hardware, most of them in the Bay Area. Although I actually think that New York is a really exciting place to be for hardware right now. And I think there's a lot of activity here. So I think, like, is hardware the new kid on the block? No. Is hardware here to stay? Yes. And I think that's the way that I feel about, about San Francisco. Awesome. So you mentioned that you're now leading your first deal. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's that like to now lead a, lead a deal or, you know, be one of the primary people on the deal kind of after your two years at Bolt? Yeah, I mean, I think the language is hard for us. We're such a small fund. You know, we're like a four-person investment team. And one of the things I love, love, love about our team is that we have such a collaborative approach to making decisions and to working with companies. And we really all like bring our strengths to the table to support our portfolio. And we don't take board seats. You know, we invest early, we don't take board seats. So we don't operate like a traditional fund. We're like, this deal won't be my deal, you know? But at the same time, I think one of the things that's really exciting as, you know, I grow in my career, and I think generally as, as people grow, one of the exciting things is doing new stuff. And so, 
Yes, like is sitting on the phone with a lawyer for, <laughs> for two hours looking at like a, ram- you know, a rainbow colored document. Is that, was that the highlight of my day yesterday? Actually, yeah, you know, because it was hard, right? And I think like one of the great things about building new things and about, you know, building companies, building venture firms, building yourself is like doing new things that are hard. I like revel in that. And I think about, I was kind of talking to my colleague Chris about this yesterday. I was thinking about four years ago when I was just starting in the investing space, if I were to like record the conversation that I had with that first entrepreneur and like the questions I asked, like I'm sure I would totally cringe. <laughs> and I'm sure in four years from now, uh, when I look back and like if I had recorded the call with a lawyer, I'm sure that I would cringe. But that's also part Hopefully of Hopefully not when you it. listen to this podcast. Yeah, no, four years. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be all right. Yeah, no, no, but it's, it's really exciting. And I, I also think that um, the way that I think about negotiation is I really try to work towards confluence. I'm the type of negotiator where I want everybody to walk away from the table feeling great. And so I think for me, it's all in in a positive light. And sometimes, you know, if you dig your heels in here or there, but getting to bring my particular spin to how we do deals is also exciting. And I love having the space to do that at Bolt. That's awesome. You mentioned the Echo. Are you guys looking at non-hardware solutions where there's interaction with hardware at all? You know, things like voice apps or, you know, AR and VR? Yeah, so we definitely look at software that plays in the hardware space. I would say it's not kind of center of the target for us in terms of, you know, checking all the boxes of, oh, this is what we're, we're most interested in. But I think for us, if we have a unique perspective to bring to the table on something because of our backgrounds and depth in hardware, whether that product is hardware or software, like we're interested in, in seeing that. I also think you know, one of the partners, Axel Bashara, is a you know very storied investor in the CAD space, and so we look at a lot of deals in and around you know CAD, which is software, um, just because we have depth of experience there. So I think for us, it's less about just hardware and more about like, can we be the best possible early stage investor for this company? And if so, then we're interested. So I think that's you know a little bit where that play is, and, and ARVR certainly we're looking there, yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, this has been amazing. We are super excited to have you as a mentor in our upcoming program and just to be part of the Bolt community and everything that you are doing is just amazing. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Jenny. It's awesome. I'm so excited to meet the companies and be helpful however I can. Great. Thanks.